1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
0: One can't help but be positive. Newton!
2: A little bit of a gray Saturday in the early autumn of 2023. It's a portable, fun-sized edition of the Fitzy and Hart radio program from 12 p. all the way up to 1.30 in the afternoon, at which point we will throw it over to some Boston College Eagles football action here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM. W-E-E-I and all across the W-E-E-I sports radio network wherever however you are consuming us today we thank you for putting on your participants and joining us WEEI.com, dot com the Odyssey app which is free the best way to catch up on all of our programs podcasts like six rings and football things and so much more if you want to jump in and be a part of broadcast history or at least two way sports talk radio the number you know it lock it in it's your favorite 617-779- Seven ninety three seven. The text line as monitored by producer Joe Braverman. Good morning or rather. Good afternoon, Joe.
3: Good afternoon and good morning to you both. I guess you could call this the six rings pre pregame show. It is the
2: six rings pre pregame show. Indeedly do that text number three seven ninety three seven. Of course, the socials at weei at Fitzy G.F.Y. And at Jumbo Heart. Today, a little bit of a casino buffet smorgasbord, if you will, of everything going on in Boston sports. Of course, we'll talk, Pats, because we got a big one tomorrow. We got two big Ds meeting in the big D. We'll see which D is going to be the biggest D in big D tomorrow. Pats at Cowboys 425, of course. And we'll talk a little bit of Red Sox because the season cannot get over soon enough. Apologies, thoughts, and prayers to everyone who had over 76.5 or 77.5 wins on the season, depending on where, how, and when. You bet it as the free fall has taken place in Red Sox Nation. And a smattering, if you will, of Celtics talk as well. Looks like Dame time is in central time now as he joined Milwaukee and left Miami high and dry. Andy, whenever we do our weekend show... We usually do a little bit of a uh, who won the week. The week isn't over, and the biggest game of the week is, of course, tomorrow uh, at 4.30 in the afternoon down in Arlington at Jarrah World. Uh, but who would you say right now is having the best week Boston sports-wise?
0: Uh, so that's interesting. First of all, there is some debate as the does the new week start on Sunday? or? Is yeah, Sunday where do you week? sit on that one, by the way? I, I I'm kind
2: of a Monday guy.
0: Yeah, I am too um because and, and i know right biblically and on the 7th day they rested right like mm-hmm. or he rested or somebody or god rested yeah it is rested. the
2: lord's day and what does the lord yeah. want to do nothing more than like sit back eat salty snacks watch football and then listen
0: to six rings right exactly um so yeah i i do think the week is still yet to be determined um but you know who i think had a, a an interesting week and and it's sort of, sort of tone of comments um okay. and that would be and i think this is going to surprise you uh, I'm always I love signing up for a Saturday morning surprise. Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Oh,
2: wow.
3: And
0: Do tell. I thought his comments this week, and I forget which day they were, middle of the week sometime, when somebody asked about his status, and he was just like, I'll be back. Oh, so they've told you, I'll be back. I'm here. I'll be here. I'll be back. He he sounded um, emboldened. Mm-hmm. And I know Heim Bloom, the transition. He sort of won. People were painting a narrative of it's Cora versus Bloom. You got to pick one. Somebody's going to be left standing. And he obviously won that. Hein Bloom's no longer here. But he's also looking down the barrel of a new boss. There is going to be a new boss in town as whatever president of baseball operations when they eventually make that hire. And you might think, oh, trepidation. Oh, I don't know. And for him to just flat out so. Uh, aggressively come out with the oh I'll be here I'm here I, I'm here yeah I'll be here don't worry about it I, I'll, I'll be here um, I think shows you sort of his power within the organization power with ownership and this is a massive off season both in terms of management and personnel um, you know I, know I listen to Rich Keefe and Rob Bradford debate do the Red Sox need two pitchers or three pitchers do they need to sign one trade for one do they need to sign or trade for a big bat huge offseason but I think Alex Cora kind of Put his on the table, so to speak, when he said those comments this week.
2: Very interesting indeed. I would not have thought you would have gone Red Sox in any capacity. I would have said perhaps that maybe it was the Red Sox fan who had an interesting, if not qualified week, because it's going to be over soon. And thank God you're not going to have to subject (laughs) yourself to this. No more wondering about how can they find a way to lose today? Who do we have to watch come in and win into the old ballpark? uh who will i be bidding farewell to why did i lose all this money on this team this season uh why you know why h- how in the world how like that that tweet this week from Boston Sports Info that the most celebrated team this century the most decorated the most uh, the most world series championships so basically the best team thus far this century is the Boston Red Sox with not one not two not three but four world series championships yet the very same team has finished in last place Six of the last 12 seasons. I mean, by polarity, your, your baseball team is ready for first pitch in Sweet Caroline in the eighth. It's wild to think what a ride Red Sox fandom has been. And, you know, Heim uh, three out of four seasons that he was in charge of the ship. They finish in last place. And then there's that one, of course, because for every two crappy seasons, it seems like there has to be a really good one. There's that one ALCS run in 2021. Um I, I would have said Sox fans as well. Uh, I, I may have also said, you know, uh, who is having the best week so far. I feel like, depending on how tomorrow goes, I could almost be trending Belichick, because oh. you know, the, the way that they won last Sunday was quintessentially Belichickian, with a sort of like, make no mistakes, try to suffocate and wait out the other team. Big Play a defense. bad quarterback. What? Play, yeah. <laughs> Put your bad draft picks, on, <laughs> showcase all of your terrible draft picks, but then showcase that other teams' draft picks are worse than yours. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like somebody pointed, who was it who pointed out that um, Cam Newton? Th- oh, this, I saw this on the timeline earlier today. I think it was from at Title Talk TCL that the Cam Newton victory in the finale of the 2020 season, which of course, uh, in our long off season of what did the Patriots do right and what could they have done better led me to point out one day with Christian Fourier that I think Belichick's biggest mistake in the past decade plus was actually trying to win in 2020 as opposed to taking the free get-out-of-jail card that was the COVID reset and trading away some players so you could restock in 2021 and beyond. But basically Cam Newton winning in 2020 in the final game is what gave the Jets the opportunity to pick second overall, and that's what led them to take Zach Wilson so actually, chess over checkers, once again,
0: Andy, there's Bill Belichick. Yeah, right here, that, that meme go, of the yeah. guy tapping his temple, right? Tapping his <laughs> temple meme right here.
2: <laughs> but, Andy, I, these are the little things that we have to, via social media, via argumentative discussion, via the radio show, the Six Rings pod and beyond, these are the things we need to laugh at as we continue to watch the team try to exit transition and enter consistency, find its footing, win some games, I don't know, maybe even be entertaining in the process because, you know, did they get the the win they needed last week to get on the board, period? Not, you know, not exit September winless. Uh, make sure you have a dub also in the division considering how good Buffalo is and how awesome Miami looks after two very difficult home losses. But also, you know... Just the sheer, yeah, they got the win, but also how about the sheer entertainment factor? And that's, you know, I know that's one of your top priorities as sports yep. analyst, as sports fan as well. And, you know, when we get to Dallas tomorrow, when we're in Arlington, rather, excuse me, at Jerry World, tomorrow's game should be entertaining. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt, I have no doubt that Bill Belichick's defense will shine tomorrow. Especially, you know, now Christian Gonzalez, he won defensive, play, defensive Rookie of the Month. I think he probably won it easily. People are already talking about him as one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Not just one of the best rookies, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Belichick's defense will do their job tomorrow. Do you think there is any chance the Patriots offense will give us more than just ah? Uh, will give us multiple opportunities to cheer and I won't say put on a show, but actually, you know, score enough points to stay in this game. Hell, maybe even pull off the upset and entertain us tomorrow.
0: I think there will be an entertainment factor to the offense. I think it'll be better than what we have seen. I know I wrote about it on Friday. There's been a lot of fixation, even from Belichick and Mac. the The big plays. Got to hit some big plays. Got to got to mm-hmm. chunk plays, as Mac says. And you got to keep fishing for them. We're not going to give up and take the hook out of the water. You can't catch a fish if you don't leave the hook and the bait in the water. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think we will be excited about some Ramondre Stevenson's runs. I liked him talking this week about, I just need to get back to breaking tackles and making people miss being Ramondre. So you're going against a run defense that allowed 200-plus a week ago to the Cardinals, allowed chunk plays on the ground, allowed chunk plays through the air. I think they're going to hit some plays. I'm I'm not overly confident they're going to hit enough plays to win the game or even maybe be in the game in the final minutes like they have been each and every week. Um, But I do think the – because entertainment factor, a lot of times, modern football, Mm -hmm. we tie into the offense, right? Like It's great to play great defense, but unless you're strip-sacking big plays on defense, we say, okay, defense kept you in the game. Now you need some plays offensively. They have had no plays offensively. Your best play is from a guy who most Patriots fans could not pick out of a lineup, Farrow Brown right like that's your best play of the year i think they will have more big plays tomorrow maybe even some schemed up maybe some billy o'brien you know i said alex cora put his on the table maybe billy o'brien will come out with some um
3: creative ways to make some plays so what you're saying andy is you want that whole offense to stand on the star at midfield and just scream out to the world are you
0: not
4: entertained
3: yes
0: are you not entertained
3: yeah joe joe well played you know what
2: it was a long walk to get there. You you shot your shot, you <laughs> called it, and I was and you know what I was very entertained. That was well well done. I wa- love it. You know what? I would love if the world and we'll get to the referendum on Mac Jones in a little bit. Where in the world Colin Cowherd came up with his and J Mac's take on the whole idea that they've heard some things and it's not good. Is he a dirty player, etc.? Uh all that jazz. I would love nothing more than at this point, you know what? Steer into it. Just go ahead. Go full heel turn. Get out to Dallas tomorrow. Find a way to get your offense going. Win the game, and then stand. You know, and then stand on the star, and then salute everyone. I don't know. Do a triple X if you want to. Whatever. Yeah. What kind
3: of what, heel turn are we talking? Are we talking like Hulk Hogan, like in WCW? Or yes. What kind of heel yeah. turn are we talking? Yeah. yeah be because- a Be
2: the villain. Don't pretend with this whole like. Oh, you know, I just want to be a nice guy. Whatever. Sorry, I made Mac Jones sound like a bad Bill Clinton. But yeah, I was. You know, say- don't. Yeah, he did not I, have sex I, with that I, woman. I, I did not. I did not punch <laughs> that cornerback in his genitals. You did. Uh, <laughs> um, just go ahead. You know what? I think if anything, you know, and I kind of want to get to this in the within the next hour talking Patriots, Andy. You know what is this team? Yes, they're yeah. It's very much in the Belichick mold. The defense they're trying to play bully ball. You know they're going. They're trying to work up a big offensive line. Uh, have slightly effective offensive assets a developing quarterback, but mostly be known for their defense and special teams. Well, if that's the case, then I would love nothing more than this offense to come out and establish an identity of being disrespected bad guys. Go ahead. I mean, I'm not talking about like being like villainous, like late 80s Detroit Pistons, Bill Lambeer, clothesline somebody on the, you know, in the middle of the field style, Jack Lambert football. I'm just talking about like, Okay, everyone thinks we stink. Everyone thinks we're stink, stank, stunk. Everyone thinks we have no shot. We have no firepower, whatever. Well, we're going to come out and play nasty. We're going to use Trent Brown, who so far is the highest graded left tackle in football. We're going to use Zeke and Mondre in a revenge game. We're going to, Mac Jones, yeah, he does want to punch you in the stones, metaphorically and literally. And we're going to get out there and we're going to be bad guys and you're going to hate us and we're going to absolutely love it. I would love absolutely nothing more.
0: And that was that was a good uh, comparison by uh, Joe Braverman to the Hollywood Hogan because yes, he went you know black face paint, black beard, black mm-hmm. everything, but people kind of cheered for it. They loved it. Oh, like they they embraced it, and that's what you want. You because you don't want to just be the 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 true heel the, that everybody hates. That, that it's a pop, but it's a hate filled pop. You want that? Do I kind of like the bad guy? Am I kind of rooting for the bad guy more than the good guy in this wrestling match? And I think that's where Mac Jones and the Patriots need to be. I don't think they're going to be liked. I don't think Mac Jones, the Patriots, or Bill Belichick are ever really going to be embraced anywhere except within the tightly uh, locked borders of Patriot Nation. So I I have no problem. That's why I wish Mac would just come out and say, you know what? I do kind of lose my mind every once in a while on the football field. I'm a very competitive guy. I see red. I do things that I'm not necessarily proud of, but it's all in the aim of a competitive fire and trying to win a football game, and I'm not looking to hurt anybody. Embrace it. Go out and take it head on instead of, I'm just here to focus on the Cowboys this week. They're they're a good football team. I'm going to talk for 22 minutes about their defense, and I'm just going to ignore the question you asked me.
2: Yeah, you guys were all in on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. You guys, Buffalo has won the AFCs three times in a row. Oh, everybody can't get over Vape McDaniels and the high-flying Miami Dolphins offense. Well, guess what? We're just gonna be that. We're gonna go back to good old fashioned nasty Patriots ball. We know we are. Everyone hates us. That you guys hate the coach. That's fine. No one's coming. It's up to us, and we're gonna be bad guys, and I fully embrace it. That said, already on the socials right here at the Sour Jay, uh, I thought that would have been a burner account for Andy. I bet the Cowboys money line guys. I'm sorry, but the Patriots offense is horrendous, and the defense is decent. If the Patriots defense held the Cowboys to ten points, I'm not confident the offense could score ten. There you have it, Andy. So there's the fans weighing in early about tomorrow's game. All right. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. You know, honestly, it might be the rain. It might be. It may just be the fact that it's been gray and soaking wet here for so long. I know we got to catch a break and trend with Joe Braverman, but New York City was flooded yesterday. It's rained six out of the last nine days. The water levels, like rivers are overflowing. Lakes are at the highest level they've been at in 30 years. My neighbor had this giant, humongous oak in his front yard fall down because the roots which were massive got so wet and the ground took on so much groundwater that the tree just fell over and no one's mood is turning around because we haven't seen the sun since freaking August so otherwise yeah I can understand that said come on Patriots put on a show for us tomorrow we're cheering for it 617 779-7937 there's your phone number and here's your trending sports news with producer Joe
0: Braverman
5: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
6: we're hearing some stuff on mac jones and Jay mac and i are not going to talk about it on the air because uh, we don't want to yet we're hearing things that aren't you just alluded to it we're not going to get into the specifics we're just hearing stuff that isn't great is that fair don't don't put me on camera for that. Let, let's let's um, change topics. Okay. <laughs> let's okay. go Packers Lions.
2: Audio heard round the sports world just a couple of days ago on the "I Have a Bigger Desk and Microphone Than You" show, otherwise known as the herd with Colin Cowherd, seen live every day on one as well as heard on Fox Sports Radio, Colin Cowherd and Jason McIntyre, he previously of the big lead, discussing in, dare I say, the lamest capacity possible, and that's saying a lot for the herd, Andy, that they've heard some things on Mac Jones, but they don't really feel comfortable saying it. So they're going to go ahead and just sort of like tease it out, whatever it may be, just to get people like us to want to take the bait and stir the dialogue and uh, further the narrative. And then, of course, you know, click and page view away the day. Ooh, I wonder what he's talking about. Whatever it is that Colin Cowherd and Jason McIntyre may have heard that they say is not good, whatever their source may be, I cannot imagine it is any more damning than anything any player that believes Mac Jones is dirty, anyone has previously written, or any other bit of news, innuendo, or rumor. I, I, Okay, if the guy's developing a bad reputation, Andy, around the league, if people think Mac Jones is legitimately a dirty player, come on now. I mean, do I think he's excessively competitive? Do I think he gets, like you said, he gets ahead of himself, he gets a little too emotionally charged? Yeah, that's probably the case, and some people like it and some people don't. But come on now, Tom Brady was just at some sort of, I forget exactly what the conference was, Uh, A few weeks ago where Tom Brady talked about the fact that he gets so fired up before games, he would convince himself that the other team hated him, that he had all enemies on the other side of uh, of the of the line in football. And that's how he was able to sort of geek himself up to gain that competitive advantage that he needed to play quarterback. So effectively, so effectively, he's considered the greatest football player of all time. I hate the sort of big poppy and Derek Jeterification, if you will, of sports, where everyone just gets together at second base and hugs it out after a double or whatever. Like, come on, now, we need a little. We, I want a little edge in my sports. Come on.
0: Well, you need edge and you need winning. That's yeah. it's a simple formula. They go together beautifully, don't they? And when you win, your as South Park put it. Talking about cheating, but for another direction with Belichick, you're savvy, you're loved, mm-hmm. you're competitive, you're fiery, and when you lose, you're an a-hole, you're dirty, you're a <laughs> exactly. punk, you're Boo. a dink, whatever. And, and it's it's really that simple. Like if you win, it is glorified; they will Boo. look past it. And if you don't, you're a dink. Now, I I like the word dink for Mac, not dirty, because I don't think he's truly dirty. I think he's dinky.
2: Yeah, I. I think that's absolutely perfect. I think his competitive fire leads him to, but he's not a tough enough guy that he would stand there and trade blows tomorrow with Micah Parsons. But at the same time, would he like? May he slide into somebody uh, heels up at some point? Would he talk trash and then hide behind you know, and then hide behind Micah Wenu or David? Just like Tom Brady did. Exactly. Tom
0: Brady wins. Mac Jones loses or Oh my god how Dinkish
2: lose. was Brady at times did we care No you no. want to know why You all ate we... it
0: up you guys didn't even ah. see it you were so blinded by victory and lust and love It took objective onlookers like me to even point it out Uh, Just like his dad said, Andy, damn right we did. Exactly, exactly. So, Mac Jones, don't worry about not slapping somebody in the nuts. Don't worry about not coming in cleats high. Don't worry about not grabbing an ankle. Worry about winning, and all the other stuff will be brushed under the rug, and the rug gets laid back down, and you're like, yeah, honey, I cleaned up the floor. No worries here. All the dirt's gone. No, 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 Mm -hmm. it's under the rug.
2: Yeah, and as a matter of fact, if, and we'll get to this in just a moment too, but first we have to address the absolutely jammed lines. You would think it's 7.45 in the morning. Driving I-93 north from Quincy into Boston right now. The phones are packed, Andy, and I love Let's it. Let's go, then. Let's go, but uh, I'll also address this. If the Patriots can somehow get a dub tomorrow, they might be able to start a little bit of a sneaky streaky going on that may just get them back in the AFC's oh, conversation. Oh, Fitz,
3: don't tell me you're thinking 9-4 and four like Ken. No,
2: no, I have them at 9-8 and eight on the season. I'm not saying going back to 9-4. and four, what, Like in 2021 when they were 9-4 and four coming out of the bye and then pr- proceeded to absolutely eat it coming out of the bye starting with the December 18th game in Indianapolis. No, we're
0: not going there right now, Joe Braverman. Hey, Fitzy, if um, yeah. if the Patriots win tomorrow, I agree with you. Maybe they can mm-hmm. do a little something. Also, uh-huh. by the way, if yeah. I win Powerball tonight, uh, you need a new co-host for the post-game show tomorrow night, just an <laughs> FYI. <laughs> okay.
2: that's You know, honestly, I will do the entire post-game show tomorrow by myself. Hey, if you I'm win here pop- too,
0: Fitzy. All right, there you go. Man, I'll, have I'll fun, even boys, have... Have boys, because if uh, I win Powerball, you ain't never hearing from me
2: again. I'll even have Justin, our production guide, do a whole new intro to the show and everything. Here's six... I'll have Damon do the voice and all that jazz. And, and you can help fund it because you'll have so much money, you won't care. Uh, and you can uh, send me the 100 cases of Narragansett and Miller Lite later in the week, Andy. Follows all right, us. to the phones we go. Here we go. Uh, let's talk. People are fired up about Mac in tomorrow's game. Shane is in the car. He's got an idea for Mac Jones and the heel turn. Hello, Shane.
6: Yeah, hey, Nick. Uh, Andrew, you know, you say you want these guys to play with edge and go hard. And I just, from high school, when a friend of mine had to fight the biggest kid in school, middle linebacker, an age-old trick, a little salt in the eye, you know, right through the visor, maybe first play of Michael Parsons. He doesn't have to go toe-to-toe with this guy, you know. Um, so you know, throw it just like Belichick throwing the challenge flag. First play, tell a window, get out of the way, let him at me, <laughs> and uh, just right in the eyes—the old salt trick. I, that's hey, all I got.
2: Hey I like Shane, it. you know what? Actually, having just rewatched one of my favorite all-time trashy uh, martial arts '80s action movies, Bloodsport, recently, where in the final fight between Chong Lee and Frank Dukes, and Chong Lee reaches into the shorts for the foreign object, and it turns out the foreign object was a handful of salt. Uh, I'm I'm for it. Why not? You know, every last little something. Andy, we full well know, and thank you for the call, Shane. And no, I no no parents listening. Fitzy and Hart are not advocating for your children to now start stealing salt packets from the local fast food restaurants and throw it in their friends' eyes just so they can win the trench war playing Pee Wee Pop Warner or high school football. That said, it would be pretty
0: it's good for hydration. You're just trying to help
2: them hydrate. They say you need hey, a little extra salt right? to hydrate. I see people chugging pickle juice on the sidelines of college oh, football and huge. high school all the time. Oh, it's yep. fantastic. Um, is tomorrow's game, I, I, I must profess ignorance on this, I apologize in advance, is tomorrow's game on the central broadcasting system
0: or Fox? I believe it's Fox, but I probably should check that.
2: Yeah, I we have know. a producer for a reason.
3: Joe? I'm looking, I'm looking. All right, Look all right
2: I'll, take, I'll take a call. We got interim. Fox,
3: it's going to be on Fox. Yeah, okay, I, who do, so.
2: I wonder, if, are we going to get Burkhart and Olsen? Because this is kind of a big game
3: uh let's look at right. the announcer schedule on
2: twitter well done my friend while you endeavor to find that out i'll take another call here we go jesse is in andy's country new bedford what's up jesse
6: hey what's going on guys what's up? uh what's going on uh a couple a couple quick points uh sure. one you know it, it's getting a little ridiculous because there's, there's a lot of things going on twitter where uh, during a scramble, Mac Jones scrambled for 10 yards. Garrett Wilson c- gives him an uppercut in the chest. Nobody says a peep about that. Um, and then there's another clip going around on Twitter where last year when Claire Campbell uh, sacked Mac, you can see him hanging on his back, and he's got uh, Mac's ankle in like a, like a leg scissor. So, obviously, he was looking to hurt him. You don't hear a peep there. Yep. Joe Burrow last year throws a pick to Marcus Jones, goes at his legs there, don't hear a peep there. And I know it's about the winning and Andy How kind of touched upon it. I get it. But I think all this media hype, if anything, it's kind of galvanizing the Patriots fans. I think I've been seeing on social media of my friends who kind of wish you watched with Mac. They're behind them now. I think this is having a reverse effect, and I think they're going to embrace this. So I'll leave you with this, Russ and Mac 316 says he just punched your nuts, and that is for life.
4: <laughs> wow.
2: People nice are getting Jess. fired. That was a great call, Jesse. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. South Coast bringing the heat early this Saturday afternoon, oh, Andy. It's the best part yeah. of the state. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's debatable. We'll have to do a side pod on that one. Maybe we'll start another another podcast. We need one. one. We Honestly, have a little in
0: opening in our schedule.
4: <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh,
0: That's a the great way, we, point by Jesse, though. Um, I hadn't thought of that as this, because Mac, we've talked about it, is probably not just the most pol- polarizing figure in Patriot Nation, but in all of Boston sports. We agreed and, about that during, der- yeah. during the summer, and I
2: think that is still
0: the truth. Uh, absolutely. Is this sort of uh, creating an us again? He he may be a dink quarterback, but he's my dink quarterback. Is this earning Mac some followers and some support, and is it bringing together Patriot Nation on the topic of Mac. That's an interesting, uh, interesting point that Jesse.
2: Mac out. Jones, maybe. You know, it's uh, earlier today. I heard Curtis and Ken kind of doing their Curtis and Ken thing early on, and Curtis was trying to discuss the idea, or rather, put forth the notion that maybe this would be one of those us against them, New England versus everybody type of galvanizing moments. But he didn't feel the same sort of push, the same impetus that you did in years past. Now. That would also be because they were in the middle of trying to get back onto a double dynastic, what would be a double dynastic run, or they were coming off several Super Bowls, and the warmth and the embrace of Patriots Nation, Boston sports fans, New England at large, with Brady and Belichick was such that we knew we were seeing something entirely unique and spectacular, and hey, don't you dare come for us and tell us how we should be feeling about our team or call us cheaters without a good reason, and even if so, we're going to tell you to go F yourself. Whereas now I'm, I don't feel the same embrace from the regional fandom for Mac for Belichick like we did in years past, and I'm wondering if it wouldn't maybe take something like this to get the fan base fired up again. That's why I think maybe a little controversy as far as Mac Jones and the Patriots goes could be a good thing in this
0: case. <laughs> <laughs> controversy needs to include winning, though. The part yes. of the reason it's not totally galvanizing, in my opinion, is there's a lack of confidence and/or faith among Patriot fans that this is going to lead to victories. And it's hard to puff your chest out, bang on your chest, support your guy if you're one and three, and then you're two and four, and then you're three and six, right? Like that's no. And if that's your guy the has season. another
2: failed comeback, right? You know, you know what you need? Gotcha. You
0: need Mac to do something really dinky and then drive the ball right down the other team's throat, and then stand tall at the podium and said, mm-hmm. F it, we won the game, and that's all that matters. Y'all can debate for the rest of the week what I did, but I'm victorious. I'm the king of the hill right now. You need you need a big victory to truly galvanize this.
4: That's just how sports work.
2: Yeah, you know what that's I love? A moment I love this week, Andy, was uh, during the Thursday night post-game show. Um, the... Uh, I don't know what the hell they call it with Carissa Thompson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Whitworth. It's Sherman, their postgame show. Yeah, Amazon the post, know, They got some show. crazy name for it. Okay, so it's Thursday Night Football postgame show, and they had Goff on the panel. And Goff responded to Ryan Fitzpatrick saying that he heard him call, uh, call Goff earlier like a poor man's Matt Ryan, and he put him right on the spot. He clapped back. He heard it. I gained a new level of respect for the guy that you call a puddle. Uh, because he always seems to cower or play his worst football in front of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like, I, I like I'm I'm enjoying this Lions run and the turnaround and the fact that like Dan Campbell has these guys humming right now. But I love the fact that he like had the receipt, turned around, mentioned yep. it, and put. Ryan Fitzpatrick on the spot. Thought I played better and throughout the rest of the
1: game. Uh, hope it's up to your standards. You played a lot. <laughs> okay. You, you played very well, dog. Okay. You're very Okay. I, I, I didn't know it was a poor man's anything, but by, oh, know, he hears okay. that. He's listening I heard about oh. it.
4: Oh, spicy. Call him
1: oh. out there, Dick. Andrew. Andrew.
4: Receipts.
0: I, I
1: didn't
0: do it. <laughs> Matt Ryan's a pretty good player. Too. Matt Ryan's a hell of a player. I told him. I'm him. giving you a hard time. I appreciate it, man. And, See, that, and you know that's why that worked right there. No, 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 no. It's not a good sport. You know why that worked? Leverage. And what leverage comes with is winning. When you do that and you lose, you're an oversensitive dink. When you do that, when you win, you're clapping back. You're confident. You're cocky. Right. It, and, and so it's not actually the action that matters. It's the result of the contest. When you play well and win the game everything changes, and that's where Jared Goff is. You're right. He's trying to go down. I still think he's a puddle of goo. I wouldn't want to count on him. I still think he's the guy that fell to his knees in the face of the flyby by Kyle Van Vannoy on a Super Bowl field. But in the end, if he keeps winning and he keeps going to Green Bay and winning and going to Kansas City and winning and coming out on top, his the aura around him is going to change, whether he's really changed all that much or not. And that's where Mac is. When you're meh, when you're in the middle meh, the meh England Patriots – that's you're going to fight the narrative.
3: Uh, I love it. I'm getting. By the way, we up. are getting Fox's A team tomorrow. Burkhardt, oh. Greg Olson, and Aaron Andrews. Look at that.
2: Look, how about this for a team that is supposedly stuck in the middle map pretty well so far, Andy? The Patriots will have had Hello Friends and Romo, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, and then Burkhardt and Olson. Four well, straight national you know A team broadcasts because the why. Patriots
0: and because the opponents are all really interesting. Yes. You played the Super Bowl runner-up. You played Aaron Rodgers, or were supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. You're playing the Dallas-effing Cowboys in Dallas. Like, yeah, you. sometimes you get primetime games or primetime crews or primetime slots because uh-huh. of the opponent. The Patriots aren't the draw anymore. Their opponents are.
2: Okay, well, no better time to remind the world that you should be the draw and not the team that you've traveled to play. And I've been getting text messages galore since we took it to the radio from Pats fans that are listening right now down in the greater Arlington uh, Big game, game for Worth, Dallas fans. area. There's That's a lot, lot of. of Patriots fans in Dallas right now, and yep. a group from my uh, one of my favorite groups, Tailgater 2000, one of the OGs of tailgating in Foxborough, just sent me uh, photographs of a brunch they're having with several uh, 200 liter tall towers of beer. Good job, boys! Uh, wait, wait, they're, they're doing our work for us right now, Andy, which is very nice to see. So. Good job, guys. Back to the phones, we go. Speaking of people who love two hundred liter towers of beer, Matt's down in Rhode Island talking Patriots for tomorrow. Hi, Matt.
4: Yeah, you got it, boys. Well, A first shout out to um, the the rejoins. I love those beats. Keep them pumping. So, two Thank things: you, Matt. can we get tomorrow? You know, take the names and numbers off the jerseys, okay? You, you play in the NFL. We got NFL players. Get the spacing right. And and take your shots downfield. You know, interceptions. you had a couple bad ones, but I mean, those are going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think that's you, you got to throw the ball downfield. You, you got to get chunk plays, and you know, it's, it's going it, to Dallas is not that great in the secondary. Digs it out, so that's what I like to see. And two, um, they they have been blitzing. They just haven't been getting to the quarterback. Can I, can I get Keon White out there? I mean, somebody with playing on the edge, as like you guys are saying, a guy plays on the edge. And um just got, I, I think if you get if, if you get pressure um Dak will give it up. Yeah, you know, I think those are the two keys of the, the game. All right, thanks guys. Have a good day. Thank you Matt. Thanks, Have Matt. a
3: great day. Appreciate the call as well. Yeah, listen, left tackle. Thank you so much Matt for the compliment. I will right, continue to play right, that music. Right, move on. Have those beats ready. Christ's
2: sakes, move on. All right. Okay, all right. Listen, let's All right, let's not turn on each other now. What are we? Too late. Yeah, it's, what are we the We Jets still have a post game show soccer? to do tomorrow. All right, everyone just pump the brakes. Look, Not me, I'm winning the I was going to say baby. Ty- <laughs> Tyron Smith is out tomorrow. Uh, big bad left tackle for Dallas. Their offensive line's a little dinged up. No offensive line in the history of football is more dinged up than the Houston Texans tomorrow, who are basically going to have to start all backups which has me thinking that the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is probably a sneaky good play in fantasy tomorrow. Take the over de- on uh, T.J. Watt's sacks. Oh, geez. And and if not him, how about, uh what was his name? Hightower, Highsmith? Yep. Alex oh, Highsmith, yeah. the book yeah, There's no one-man show there. Nope. No, not, not in Or Cam Hayward, right up the gut, too. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, listen, the, the it'll be there. Opportunities, Dak always... Puts one or two near you or in your arms as well. I know Mike McCarthy says we're going to roll in the football. Everyone knows Tony Pollard is the best player on offense right now. CeeDee Lamb hasn't really gotten going yet because, uh, you know, Jake Ferguson's gotten his opportunities. They haven't used Brandon Cooks right. Michael Gallup, he's okay, but hasn't really been the same uh, over the last couple of years. But Dak will always give you a chance. Dak will always give you one or two tomorrow. And then the Patriots need to turn around and and not try to do the death-by-a-thousand-paper-cuts offense, yeah, maybe they do need to take a couple shots downfield tomorrow, Andy. Yeah. Um, I, I'd to love who? to see it. To who? Uh... That and more when we come back. That's a great tease <laughs> you just stepped into right there, Andy. I see more of your calls lined up at 617-779-7937. Don't you go anywhere, callers. We're talking Pats at Cowboys here on Fitzy and Hard on WEI. After the end
0: of a good fight, winning AFC Player of the Month of the month for real? Yeah. Oh, okay. What,
4: what have you seen from him? What do you like about him? He trash. Nah. <laughs> uh,
0: nah. He uh, just the skill and the poise that he play with at cornerback, uh, for a young player, is is uh, kind of unseen. Like you you see it in a uh, great You kind of seen it when Jalen Ramsey came out and he is just. Whoever he was in front of, he just stayed in front of, and he covered any match. And uh, he has a a lot of potential. He has a lot of potential and a lot of skill. Uh, and you know, uh, we just trying to we just trying to tap into all his talents and everything he can do. Uh, I think he can be a matchup guy in this league. He can travel and follow whoever he wants to. But uh, he got a long way. He got-
4: This
2: is the ultimate if-you-know-you-know you know, rejoin right here. Joe Braverman is on an absolute heater today. As I am wont to say, easily my second favorite Gonzo, the secondary member of the New England Patriots. Well, I believe you had a certain
4: tweet
3: about that, Mr. Stevens.
4: <laughs> oh, great job, Joe. Yeah,
3: that was Matthew Judith
2: my all-time favorite show. Um, let's hope the Patriots bring a little electric mayhem tomorrow to uh Dallas as well and escape with a victory. This is Fitzie and Hart on Boston Sports Original WEI. You can get in on the action 617-779-7937. That was Matthew Judon having a little fun at the expense of the defensive rookie of the month Christian Gonzalez. Who Andy, we have to say with the level of play that he has brought the first three weeks and having to match up against AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill, and then subsequently last week, Garrett Wilson, all of whom he has covered more than competently. At this point, you got to think this is doing things for the Patriots defense, in addition to the fact that they haven't been giving up chunk yards, big plays, or backbreaking receptions and touchdowns, this has kind of opened things up for the Patriots defensively, knowing that they they kind of have the confidence What with uh, the dings that they've experienced, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones. I think we should see Jonathan Jones back tomorrow, which would give them a boost. Uh, It really, really, really has been paying some massive
0: dividends thus far. Oh, it's been huge. And I, I think you'd be porked without him. And never mind just how good he's been. You just needed him to step in and assume a certain role. And then he's been... Obviously, very productive, very impressive in the uh, face of some really tough challenges to open his career. Um, but, you know me, I thought it was a house of cards, and the house of cards kind of fell down around him. But he said, damn it, I'm a solid foundation, and we're going to make this work. So, um, yeah, I, I not enough good things can be said about Christian Gonzalez right now. I, I don't care whether you liked Zay Flowers, whether you mm-hmm. liked an offensive lineman. Christian Gonzalez filled the biggest need, and he's been one of the better players of this rookie class. Now, the one thing that's ridiculous, in my opinion, is people are like, ah, oh, this won't be the only award he's going to win this year. Rookie, um, have you watched Jalen Carter play? Because Jalen Carter has been one of the best defensive players in oh, all of football to start the season. has been a monster. So it's no shame if Christian Gonzalez does not win uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year for the season if Jalen Carter keeps playing the way he's playing because he has been a man among boys, but he's supposed to be a boy.
2: Uh, this just in, by the way, Andy, I just noticed on my timeline on Brand X, downgrades from the official at Patriots account. Uh-oh. Cole Strange, he oh. ain't playing. And Jonathan Jones downgraded to out as well. Again, that's three straight games. Uh, he's been hurt he for to the that? better
0: part of two months. All the way back to the summer he's been hurt. But um, I, I want to talk about the first one. Question.
5: What, is is it, it yeah, nece- what
0: would you say you do here, Cole? It, well, is it not necessarily a bad thing? Is there a chance the Patriots are actually putting their best offensive line on the field because it doesn't include Cole Strange?
2: Now, who do we think is going to—now, I know Moffey's uh, Moff, so, healthy. I think so. And we'll so up. was just removed from the yep. injury report, exiting the concussion protocol. Do you believe he's going to get the nod at left guard tomorrow? Or maybe uh, a little rotation, perhaps, having maffy able to spell either himself, either he, or— uh, Mike on one, depending on their health and how they're feeling and how the running game's going.
0: Yeah, a rotation wouldn't stun me. Um, I think so might have a good chance, but it's more of a, I'm not sure Cole Strange is all that good. I actually thought if Cole Strange was out there, I thought Dan Quinn in the Dallas defense might uh, scheme up some opportunities where he was in front of Micah Parsons, because I think that would be a horrific matchup. Um, he might get exposed and embarrassed, even though he is a smaller athletic guard. Um, I think Micah Parsons really could do some damage on him. Now, he's mm-hmm. probably going to do some damage on somebody at some point, some place on the line. But the Cole Strange thing, like, if you want to talk about – I just mentioned Zay Flowers. But if you sure. want to talk about draft day second thoughts, mm-hmm. the kid that Kansas City took, the corner – and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, is really coming into his own. The Patriots traded down, you remember. Kansas City took the yep. corner from Oh, Washington. Trent McDuff- McDuffie. McDuffie out of Washington. Oh, Kansas He's City, by the way. Little sneaky really.
2: storyline, Andy. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Kansas City's defense, sneaky yeah.
0: good. It's funny, when you get back your Chris Jones, your centerpiece defensive uh, mainstay, things start to fall into place. Yes, Kansas and McDuffie's part of that. He's becoming a very good corner for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you drafted Cole Strange, who you created the hole, then I don't know if you even filled the hole, and you also turned down another uh, hole filler in McDuffie. If you had taken McDuffie last year, not that you don't want Gonzalez, but you may have been more flexible to take a tackle or a wide receiver this year, maybe you'd be a better all-around football team because, yes, Gonzalez is great at corner, but you're still looking like, well, we still need tackle help for the present and the future, and we still need a playmaking receiver. So mm-hmm. and Nicole a playmaking, Strange, t- yeah. Cole Strange pick is not uh a year and a half in is not looking great.
3: Are you still mm. saying it's a strange pick? It is oh. indeed a strange oh, pick. Wow, don't rimshot. How dare you? He rimshotted
0: Joe. himself. I didn't even Joe. know that was possible.
2: Joe, but, you were Joe, you were like throwing a perfect game going into the top of the 6th, then you just absolutely just served up a meat First the perfect game was lost when you hit a batter, now you just gave up a gap double.
3: Terrible. Oh, like you guys can do any better. No, we can't. But you,
2: always I can't. didn't have my I own can't.
3: sound effect. Right? I always do.
2: Back to the phones we go. One more quick call before we catch a break. Everyone, hang on. We will get to you before the show is up at 125. And, of course, B.C. football starts here at 130. It's already a wild Saturday of college football. USC taking yeah, Colorado to the woodshed. That Caleb Williams, I sent you uh, that highlight on the text machine sidebar when we were doing a little yeah. commercial action. This kid, Wow. Caleb Williams. awesome, and this, this thing that they he did good. on
0: Fox this week trying to drum up the idea that Shador Sanders is better is just idiotic. Caleb Williams on, is now. the best quarterback in this game. He's the best quarterback in college football. He should be the number one pick. I'm sorry, Drake May. You may end up being better in the pros, whatever, but Caleb Williams is phenomenal, and I don't know why people don't just want to accept it and embrace it.
2: Great question.
3: Because uh, it's Joseph- Deion, Andy. It's Dion is the Sanders. most
0: overrated entity, actually the second most Tony Romo's the first most overrated entity in all of sports, and then there's Dion. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Dion. I love a lot of what he says, I love what he's doing, but this idea that they were gonna win the national title or be a real contender or be a real football team, I just don't know what people watch. They get caught up in the hype and they don't actually open their eyes and watch games and talent. Yeah, and but
2: pass. who had who had De come in this week and talk to <laughs>
0: the most overrated coach in college football.
2: Joe's and Randolph. He helps us wrap up our first hour here on Fizzy and Hard. Hi, Joe.
4: Yeah, hi, boys. I'm a little frustrated. I think the media is trying to turn Mac Jones into Indomitra Sue. Remember that gem? Mm. And that any time there are controversial accusations that come up, whether it's Spygate, Deflategate, or now Tapgate – <laughs> they always start with the Jets. What's up with that?
2: Tap gate. Oh, my God. That's my favorite way to put it, Joe. That's a great question. That is an excellent question. The old vanilla nut taps last week delivered at, the, at Jet Life Stadium by Mac Jones to Sauce Gardner. I mean, Sauce Gardner tweeting it out so he doesn't get fined. And uh, a, whole, a whole hell of a hullabaloo made out of made out of not very much. I mean, Ndamukong Sue, that man used to literally stomp on people in, in scrums right. or when he'd get up. Like, he and Aaron Rodgers had a famous back and forth for over a decade, for nearly a decade as well. Yeah, Mac Jones just kind of, like, loses him, uh, lose himself. But to say he's a dirty player on that level, it's too much. But, Joe, I'll say this, and thank you very much for the call because we got to catch some commercials uh, and get back on scheduling track here. But like we said, one of our better points here in the first hour, if I'm Mac Jones, don't run from it embrace it let everyone think that you're a heel let everyone think that you're a little bit dirty let everyone think that you've got an edge embrace that energy return to the us against the world mentality and maybe just win some football games throw the football downfield uh to who well that's something we'll have to try to figure out between now and four thirty 30 tomorrow but maybe just maybe andy they'll actually generate some excitement and bring the right kind of buzz back to foxborough new england and pats nation all right 617-779-7937 there's your telephone number we'll be back in just a couple of minutes got about another half an hour here on the show we'll get to your calls quick thoughts on the Sox and the celtics as we wrap up and put a bow on a 90-minute version of fitzy and Hart on weei